I'm in the Coconino National Forest, back in Arizona, happily so, at one of my favorite campgrounds, about 50 miles from Flagstaff to the north. Actually, it's probably less than 50. 10 miles from the insanity, also known as Sedona. <laughs> They're down to the south. And it's going to storm. So I want to take it in and give you a moment or two in this podcast to take it in here and there, which means not constant talking, but, you know, kind of giving you a chance to, like me, be enveloped in the storm that appears to be blowing up here. Simplicity in a Storm, Podcast 1070, The Bob Davis Podcasts. Well, I don't know if I've mentioned it or not yet, but it, it was the it's the thought that gee whiz is did we screw up somewhere with the internet did we why is it so why is it such a bad experience <laughs> now the internet why couldn't it be used for really good things and that's kind of a comic way of getting to talk to you about bu enterprises at buenterprises.com or click on their banner at the top of the page at the bob davis podcast.com what do they do well they have this crazy toolbox that they use to help people get back in their body, feel their body, breathe, and at least have some level of relaxation because modern life is extraordinarily difficult these days. And I don't, it's not supposed to be. That's supposed to be the promise of technology and growth and modernization is it's supposed to be easier. I don't think it's easier. And we're talking about that in this podcast. So BU can work with you individually or a team using the magic of the internet, like Zoom or uh, FaceTime or some conferencing capabilities to lead people through a number of, um, I guess you could say exercises that really help get back in your body and help you cope with the insanity because there's no other way to describe what it's like. So if you want to know more, click on the banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com or visit buenterprises.com. Great for corporate groups. Great for, you know, what about a neighborhood group that we kind of get together once a week and do some of these exercises? Stuff like that. And you can mix and match. So you can use different tools and different approaches depending on who you talk to, how you talk to them, and what you're trying to accomplish. Buenterprises.com. Life can get a little complicated, sometimes really complicated, right? Sometimes we're the complicators. Sometimes stuff is just complicated, right? Friction, irritation, bad experiences. We all have them. Maybe that's why we all crave experiences like this one and this is where podcasting is great because I can through sound allow you to kind of feel this building storm and if you're from other parts of the country the storms out here are I, I'm gonna take a chance and say that they're significantly more intense occasionally than the storms I was used to growing up as a kid because they come up quick. 
they uh, have sharp consequences like lots of rain, lots of lightning, the things like that. And I've kind of been trying to capture one of these storms for quite a while. So uh, I'm enjoying the, the, the whole change in environment that happens as I walk around here when you realize, oh, it, it's going to storm. So the last couple of days I had to go down to, it's a long story, and I'm not, I, don't, I, I forgot to get ice and wood. And as I was coming south toward this campground, I thought, well, I'll just go down to, uh, there'll be another place. So when you leave uh, Flagstaff to the south, there's a bunch of gas stations with wood and ice. And I, I just drove right by. <laughs> Why? Because the traffic was insane. And it's just a little town and the traffic was insane. So then I had to come all the way down here and I kept... I realized there's no place to get ice or wood, so I went all the way down to Sedona to get ice and wood. And Sedona is, whew, even on a Monday, Sedona is just nuts. And I'm from a big city. It's just so many tourists and people driving like crazy. And as a side note, I get up here and they have wood and ice. <laughs> so I didn't. It's one of those great campgrounds that has those things. I didn't have to do anything, but okay. I get up here. And uh, I realized that these kinds of experiences, these experiences like, you know, either solitude or the storm, uh, deglaze the anxiety of, uh, of what we call the modern world. I am not against modernity, so to speak, but more and more. I find a lot of the things happening don't seem to be productive. It's, I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> dystopia. <laughs> There's a dystopian nature increasingly to a lot of things. And I say that just in, in, in fun. But it is interesting in my travels as a nomad, watching some people bring the nightmare to the dream, as I like to say. And the best visual representation of that that I could describe would be giant RVs that owners struggle to get into campgrounds, let alone park in the campground where most of the pads are built for 22-foot vehicles at the most. And most of the time, it's just people in trucks with uh, tents and stuff. So every now and then, you see somebody show up in one of these giant RVs filled with tents, coolers, floor mats, chairs, propane grills, fire pits, bright LED lights that shine in your face at night <laughs> from next door, speakers, headlamps, bicycles, motorcycles, side-by-side, -side scooters, and all kinds of gear for God knows what. I don't even know where they get that stuff. How does one even amass all that stuff? But people do, and they appear to have a good time, whatever. I've come to realize I don't need it. I wouldn't get it anyway. I'd go to like Dick's or some camping store or something or, or Walmart and I'll go through the aisles and look at that stuff and and I think, well, should I get that? Should I get this? Should I get that? And even, it's cheap. You know, it's like 94 bucks for a pavilion. In fact, the longer I do this, the less I need actually and the less I actually think 
that I need. I just reorganized my truck and I threw a lot of stuff out. I'm going to continue to throw a lot of stuff out. And even I have too much, you know, ceramic coffee cups, which I, when I left home, I didn't want to throw them away. So I got seven or eight or nine or 10 of these cups. You don't need that many cups. Even if you have guests, you don't need that many cups. Little boxes of uh, little things I don't use. Oh, the wind's blowing up. And it comes down to where are my AAA batteries? <laughs> Those I need. I need the AAA batteries. So every improvement should not add. In fact, it should subtract. And until I'm down to a few key things in a few key categories, I'll feel a little cluttered. I want my cabinets outside to be almost completely empty except for the thing that's supposed to go in that cabinet. It's a goal. I don't know if I'll ever get there. But back to the subject, simplicity in a storm. Well, I got to climb in the truck as the storm gets going. I believe most complications and irritants of modern life are indeed inflicted upon us. And I think it really contributes to a degrading of uh, the quality of life for many, many people. I see a lot of people in the campgrounds and you know that they're just trying to get away. I get it. Uh, and I keep thinking there's got to be a better way. So we'll talk about that in the second half of this podcast. One of the things that I, I went down a rabbit hole because I was doing some fact-checking and research on my broken cracked screen iPhone I was doing I was doing research on on uh, what uh, gas stations make and how they make their money and what they do and I learned that with most refueling stations whether they're corporately owned or whether they're independent the big issue is you make more money with the store than you do with the fuel now in the case of 36 lin they're getting fuel as an independent uh refueling station cheaper so they're able to pass the savings on to customers and you know what they could just have a crappy convenience store with dirty floors and bathrooms and the usual that you encounter when you go into these stores. That is not what 36 Lynn is into. They have a great store. It's clean. The bathrooms are clean. The uh, the food is all locally sourced. They have great food. They have great coffee. And they're centrally located in South Minneapolis. So if you're in Minneapolis, you're hearing me, you're looking for an independently uh, owned and operated refueling station that's down with the community, that does things for the community, has special events, Look no further than 36 Lind. They're at 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South in the Lind Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis. Drop in, get some coffee, and uh, talk to the guys and tell them I said hello because they're great. Now it's mostly dark and gloomy. When it comes to modern life, there's got to be a better way, right? Beyond throwing everything away, literally, and hitting the road, and never really missing anything that I throw away. I mean, I'm talking about a giant construction dumpster in front of the house. I can't say, and I won't say, I know a better way. Because that would be advocating. And advocacy is one of the things that really irritates me about modern life. 
because of its application through all of our social media channels. I'm sick of all the advocators. I'm sick of all the prognosticators. I'm sick of them all. <laughs> Even the ones I like, I'm sick of. But I do have a list of things that I would like to say have to go. I can dream. So you have a list, I have a list. Social media. This is the thing. I talked about advocacy, but there's also uh, people telling us how to be. And of course, they're on social media channels of all types. And different social media channels have their own characteristics, but also, you know, every kind of media, every time you pick up a magazine, whatever, people are telling us, you, me, how we're supposed to live our lives, what to do. We have, uh, in a, and I don't know whether this is true internationally, but it sure is true in the United States. We have all these wealth coaches and personal coaches. And I put quotes around those names. Paid personal messages showing up in your Instagram and especially LinkedIn. And the lately I've been really just, you know, I'm just very grateful when I go someplace up in the mountains or way out in the desert where the phone just doesn't work because I know I don't have to. It's a it's people say, well, you should be able to control your, you know, reactions and not pick up the phone when you, you know, there's there's I've tried to I've tried to kind of figure where, when and how the mechanism works for when you reach for the phone and you don't even realize you've reached for it. Next thing you know, you're deep into LinkedIn and you're shaking your head, you know, because of something one of these people said or the, the vapid posting. LinkedIn is the home of the vapid business posting. <laughs> I don't know what. Anyway, lately I've had aggravating experiences, which I should not have to have. Intruding, aggravating experiences from uh, old line phone companies masquerading as cellular quote unquote providers uh no customer service you you can't talk to a human being and you can never talk to someone who actually can make a decision to fix your problem and the fact is they don't care about consumers they don't they provide a platform for people to call with problems but they really don't want to solve your problem they don't care you see that a lot with medical insurers. I hope I'm not triggering anyone. Lately, there have been uh, these messages appearing on uh, Instagram, which used to be kind of an island of happy, fun thing, things, pictures, and isn't this great? Now it's been Facebookized, which is uh, you get a message that says that your channel's demonetized. This has been happening to a lot of people lately, and among others, uh, I've never tried to monetize my Instagram channel, so I don't know what they're talking about. And then when you try to resolve it, there's just no path to resolving it. It you can't figure out even how to ask a question or reach someone, and. Uh, it makes me happy when I see Meta's stock price down by 60%. <laughs> they ruined Instagram <laughs> completely. And uh, again, advocacy in all its many forms. It goes on and on. Make your own list. I know you have one. I certainly do. 
And if I were to continue with my list, I would just be... I would be raining on the parade, literally, which is what's happening right now. It's raining on the parade. I would be, and not in a positive way. There's no need for me to do that. So when you go somewhere that your phone doesn't work, after a few days, it's like a vacation. It really changes, and you you find yourself reading a book. You find yourself just relaxed and not getting worked up about things you don't have to get worked up about. Which is why I enjoy more, I think, than I probably ever have nature and being out in a place like this and listening to thunder, getting the flashes of lightning, hearing the rain, being cozy in my little truck. And when I think of all of the struggles that we all go through in modern life, it's just, it, you know what it is? I don't want it to sound like, hey, you know, there's people starving in parts of the world. There's wars on and so forth. That's not, it's not that I'm saying, oh, my life is sucks, you know. It's these constant irritants, this friction that affects quality of life for, I think, everybody, no matter what they're doing. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't have to describe that. And I keep thinking there's got to be a better way. Got to be a better way. But I just don't know what it is right now. I'd rather listen to the rain on the roof. And the fun. Like to get up and see the low fog in the forest. And uh, see, hopefully later, after all this clears away, you always have in a forest kind of a low-hanging fog mist. It's a mist, actually. Uh... As the moon rises, and it's amazing after the storm. And that's when I'll go get my fire going and have a simple cup of coffee. Whenever I go near a town or city these days, especially someplace like Flagstaff, which I actually like, uh, or, or, and I, what I don't like, I don't like Sedona. I have to really closely monitor my reactions because they'll spiral upward and it changes my whole. You get out here for any length of time, you're in this very smooth, copacetic space. You get up, and I'm talking about nomad life, and I've talked about this a little bit. You, you, ch- you decide where you're going to go. You decide when you're going to go most of the time. And especially if you're going between one place or another and there's really nothing in between. And sometimes we want there to be something in between because we want uh, a store, a Walmart or whatever, because we've got to stock up. we got to get ice and wood, Right. When I get someplace like that, I have to uh, watch my reactions because it's completely different. It's not copacetic. It's not smooth. It's not relaxed. And I've talked to other people doing the nomad thing who have the same experience. 
some of us were raised in cities. Chicago, Oakland, uh, you know, Boston, wherever. And so we're, we get and we're used to the urban life. But once you're out here for a while, your whole, you know, the pathways in the brain begin to change. And then when going back into a place, I suppose you would expect it if you drove into New York City or Chicago or Minneapolis or, you know, uh, Los Angeles or something. You would expect it. I don't expect it when I come to a place like Sedona. Especially considering what these places were like 40 or 50 years ago. And I go through this a lot, thinking about the history of the West. What a lot of the West was back in the day. You go to the Grand Canyon. Uh, I think there's a overlook called Grand View. This is where a miner around 1900, maybe a little bit later, 1910 or something like that. Actually, it was in the late 1890s decided that uh, he wasn't going to make any money mining, so he decided to create a lodge up there. And this was the first attraction in Grand Canyon. People took stagecoaches up there. And there's a spot, there's nothing left of the Grandview Hotel or the whole arrangement, but they have pictures, and you go to to the spot where it was. It, it, it's kind of a metaphor for the for the West back in the day. It was remote. It was hard to get to. Uh, at one point, uh, I was in a, uh, Utah someplace, and there are two two towns, two key towns. I think it was. Uh, it's not Cedar City. It, it's the other one, city, and uh, the, you go you would go over the mountains uh, on this mountain road, and it took them. Uh, back in the day, it took days to go to this other town. And then they built the road in uh, the 30s, and people were amazed. And they wanted the road, of course, because uh, that's how they got their ice, and that's how they got their wood, and that's how they got all the stuff, you know, whatever that they needed. But the West was very primitive and different from what it is today. It, it, it actually, in many ways, feels like any place. And of course, as I said earlier, I'm not against modernity. I can't complain about progress. I mean, I could, but I, I'm not, that goes against my nature because I believe in progress. But it's the shopping centers and the franchises and the sameness of places that used to be unique and different. And the desire, apparently, we all have to have that sameness. Olive Gardens in every town, <laughs> yeah. whatever. I don't know what's worse, the FUD shops and Vortex tours of Sedona or the steady suburbanization of these classic western towns. But there's got to be a better way. I just don't know what it is right now. So I guess I'll listen to the storm. And I guess I would... uh, pose a question, which is, what do you think the better way is? We have lots of great technology. And I just wish it wasn't so caustic and so jarring and uh, and uh, and bothersome. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to take the good with the bad, right? I'm, I'm almost admonishing myself. But fellow nomads, no. There's a there's definitely a, an inflection point where 
your psyche flips and you don't want to be in the city anymore. It's uh, you, We all have to go and we all know what to do when we get there. And we just we just want things to be simple. So my thing now is just continuing to simplify. You know, I moved all my coffee and everything, all the coffee stuff from one cabinet to another. So I had all my coffee stuff in a, in the front cabinet cabinet. It's a an ambulance. So in the front where it used to be the medicine cabinet that's a locking cabinet. Uh, I used to have my coffee maker my, I had two coffee makers just in case that way I had a standby. I had all the cups and everything else. And all the cooking stuff is, was in the front cabinet. So what I did was I took the top shelf of the front cabinet, or at least half of the top shelf of the front cabinet, and I moved all of uh, the coffee stuff out, put that in the back where I could access it, took all the stuff that was sitting useless in this cabinet, and either threw it away or moved it up front. And it has made a huge difference. Uh, got rid of a bunch of stuff that after I fell and dislocated my shoulder, just threw a bunch of stuff away, like several bags full of crap away. Sorry to my friend in Fort Collins because I use your garbage for that. <laughs> but things are a lot more organized and simple in here. And now I'm on this simplification uh, tear to just keep, continue to just throw things away and get rid of it. If I don't use it, I'm just going to throw it away. It's hard to throw things away. And then, of course, you collect new things along the way. I'm starting to get National Park Cups. Now, how many of those am I going to buy? And what am I going to do with them all? Well, I have been recalcitrant, and I'm not going to remedy that recalcitrance <laughs> uh, in this podcast because people have been making donations, and I can't remember everybody's name. So I'm very sorry. I will eventually get the names and do the list, but every time I uh, get ready to do it, my phone is dead or it has to be turned off because I'm recording or whatever the deal is. So I'll get to it. If you want to help the Bob Davis Podcast, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, whatever you want to donate, you can do it with the big yellow donate button right underneath the right-hand side column picture of mobile podcast. Man, click on donate. It'll take you to PayPal, and you can set up a monthly donation, as some people have. And you can also donate whatever you want. I appreciate whatever you want to donate. It really helps keep uh, the wheels rolling. And again, thank you for subscribing and listening to the Bob Davis Podcasts. So thanks for listening to Simplicity in a Storm, Bob Davis Podcast 1070. <gasps> Pup.